Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline will include Dan Graziano, NFL insider extraordinaire on the wild, wild west that is the quarterback carousel right now. We will make stops in Seattle and Houston to figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And then Dan Orlovsky will bat clean up today. We will be jam-packed. Hembo is here. Bubba's here. Nuno's here. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. And round and round it goes, my friends. The carousel continues to spin. This is the NFL offseason that will not stop giving. And all I can say as a professional talk show host is thank you. Thank you very much to the National Football League. And thank you very much yesterday to Russell Wilson for providing all of the conversation we could ever possibly want. Now we don't just have Dak sort of in the middle of things and Deshaun Watson very much in the middle of things. But we have Russell Wilson potentially out there to be acquired. And I will make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I will make this as simple as I possibly can. And I will bring in my friend Hashtag Hembo to answer the following question. You have been married now for about a year to a woman that I know. All of us at ESPN know her. She works here as well. Her name is Lizzie. So let me ask you a question. Mm. If you were to ask Lizzie just how committed to your marriage she is, and she were to respond by saying, I'm very committed to this marriage. Great. But here's a list of four people I would marry in the event it kind of goes sideways on us. How would that feel to you? It would make me feel awful. It would make me feel like my marriage is over, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is on that list. That's the point. (laughs) The marriage is over. If your spouse tells you, here are the four people I would consider marrying in the event this thing doesn't work out, your marriage is over. You just don't know it yet. Okay? I've been saying that about the Texans and Deshaun all along. The Texans have already traded Deshaun Watson. They just don't know it yet. They're the last ones to find out. The Seahawks and, and Russell Wilson, they are done. That's a divorce. It is, that is a relationship that is over. I will say it again. They just don't know it yet. They just haven't acted on it yet. But the reality is this. If someone to whom you are married says, I have a list handy of four people I would marry in the event this thing doesn't work out the way we want it to, you're already divorced. You just don't know it yet. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And here's the other thing I will say about that, okay? Here's why that deal needs to happen now. And I I feel similarly about Aaron Rodgers, but I'll keep this in the realm of Russell Wilson for the moment. I can compare almost everything in life to my favorite romantic comedies. That's my favorite genre of movie. My wife likes action movies. I like the rom-com. I like the rom-com. And the best of them all, my favorite of them all, is the movie When Harry Met Sally. Genius. Magnificent movie. Rob Reiner directed it. Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal star in it. And they play two characters who are the best of friends and don't figure out till the end that they're actually in love with each other. And my favorite line in that movie, and I've quoted it a million times in a million different contexts, and it fits here perfectly, is when Billy Crystal says, when you decide who the person is you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to begin as quickly as possible. If Russell Wilson has decided the rest of his life is going to be outside of Seattle, that might as well happen as quickly as possible. I don't see any upside that comes from all of this being out there. And again, let me make it clear. Here's another thing they should put on a T-shirt. There are no accidents 
There are no coincidences. Coincidences are very few and far between. This news didn't get out there yesterday. Russell Wilson's agent didn't tell all this to Shefty yesterday by accident. He didn't do that because he, would, he just got asked a question and thought I'd answer it honestly. This is information that is out there purposefully because someone has an intention. What is that intention? Russell Wilson's intention is to get out of Seattle. So he gives them four teams he'd be interested in. Bears, Cowboys, Raiders, Saints. He has a no trade, so he fully dictates this circumstance. Deshaun Watson, similar situation. Different teams from what we understand. The threat of commonality seems to be Chicago. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, if you somehow could find your way to New Orleans, seems to me that feels like the surest bet. That's a really good team with a really good defense and a coach who has proven he can do great things. And oh, by the way, he's proven he can do it with a quarterback who's six foot nothing. I have a picture in my house of me standing next to Russell Wilson back to back years and years ago at the Super Bowl. I am taller than Russell Wilson. So I don't know exactly what height. Hambo, what is he listed at? What is Russell Wilson listed at? I promise you he is less than five foot 11 and three quarters. I'm 5'11 and three quarters, and I have a picture in my house of he and I standing back to back. I'm taller than he is. And he has done that with Breeze, and he could do it with Russell Wilson. So that seems to me to be the first and most obvious place he could go and win immediately. If he winds up in Dallas, one would assume that would be when there's some sort of sign and trade with Dak. And it does bring up the question, Dak straight up for Russell Wilson. Who says no? Russell Wilson is a better player, but if you're Seattle and you're going to lose Wilson, you could do a lot worse than getting Dak Prescott. If you're the Cowboys, and you somehow pull this out of a, like this rabbit out of a hat of making the mess you have of the Dak Prescott situation and wind up spinning it into Russell Wilson, it'll be one of the great escape acts. Jerry Jones would be like one of the Houdini acts you've ever seen in your life. That's like putting yourself in chains, getting dropped to the bottom of the ocean and swimming up to the top and saying, look, I got Russell Wilson. We actually got better from this. I don't expect it to happen. And then, of course, there are the Bears who are desperately in the Deshaun Watson thing and should be desperately in the Russell Wilson thing. We all understand why. Their coach is hanging by a thread. The general manager is hanging by a thread. You want to save your job, you got to go out and get yourself a great quarterback. And, oh, by the way, if you acquire him in a trade, Russell Wilson is kind of a bargain. His cap hit is $70 bucks over the next three years. By NFL superstar quarterback standards, that's nothing. I'm very bad at quick math. That's, what is that, about $23 million a year? Yeah, and, and consider that back-to-back years on the franchise tag for Dak would be almost $70 million for just two years. Correct. I mean, this would be a phenomenal deal if they're able to do it. So, it feels like this is in play. We need our insiders lined up today, and we've got them. We're going to make a stop in Seattle. We're going to make a stop in Houston. Orlovsky will give us the latest on all this, and Graziano is going to join us next. He was the one who had the latest on the Deshaun Watson reporting yesterday. If you haven't heard what happened with Watson last week, you need to stick around for this next because Graziano is going to give you the insight into why if you're hopeful your team is going to trade for Deshaun Watson, you need to be listening. I am Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. All right, a staple on our TV show, Get Up, is Graziano answering trivia questions from Sneaky Hembo. 
Graziano is better at answering trivia questions than anyone I know <laughs> is at anything. He's unbelievable. So Hembo has put together a question for him here. Russell Wilson has played nine seasons. He has produced 288 touchdowns. That is tied for the most all time through nine years. Who was the only other player to produce that many touchdowns in his first nine seasons in the NFL? You'll take your guess. Dan Graziano will take his. And the latest on Deshaun Watson is next. Just getting rolling. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, Taylor. Greedy, back better than ever. Why are you laughing at me for? My daughter is 20 and idolizes Taylor Swift. I listen to this all the time, even though she lives a thousand miles away. Uh, Greedy presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Graziano live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline to try and answer the trivia question and then answer the more important question, which is what the heck is going on with Deshaun Watson and where is that going to go? But I will spend those 30 seconds reminding you about ZipRecruiter. Listen, you know that sports is using technology to take the fan experience to the next level, like having digital fans in the stands. When it comes to hiring, there's one solution that's been advancing its technology for years, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. All right, if you watch Get Up, you know this is a tradition unlike any other. Hembo <laughs> with these trivia questions and Dan Graziano, who is just extraordinarily good at answering them correctly. And so, Graz, here is today's question for you from Hembo. Russell Wilson has played nine seasons. He's produced 288 touchdowns. That's tied for the most all-time through nine seasons. Who's the only other player with that many touchdowns in his first nine years? Got to be somebody who played right away and produced at a high level right away and played recently because, you know, the passing explosion of the last decade, two decades, whatever. So my guess is Peyton Manning. Am I oh, right? my God. He got it Come right. On. That is right. That is right. You are unbelievable at this. Well, For the record, crazy. I guessed Dan Marino. And Hembo tells me he's oh, third. He... Yes, he's third. He's third. 
So, but I, I just got him with Dan Marino like a couple days ago, he did. right? So he did. I don't think he would go back to that. Graziano. But maybe. I honestly, I don't know anyone who's better at anything than you are at this. That that is the ability. You should be on. If there is a quiz show you could go on, you would make a trillion dollars. We we, we tried to do like a Sports Jeopardy thing. Someone's got to make that thing work, and you got to go on there and clean up. Okay. But that's not the reason we have you today, Graziano. The reason we have you is your report yesterday about the meeting between Deshaun Watson and the new head coach of the Houston Texans. It took place last week. For those who haven't seen the report, what happened? Well, it was basically a meeting where Deshaun Watson introduced himself to David Culley by telling him he didn't want to play for him. It was really Watson sort of reiterating the stance he's taken, which is that he no longer wants to play for the Texans. He wants them to trade him, uh, and he doesn't plan on showing up or suiting up this year. So, you know, David Culley in his introductory press conference said he expected Watson to be on the team. It's one of the reasons he took the job. And I guess Watson just wanted to communicate to him that, uh, you know, sorry, buddy, you, you may well be a nice guy and a good coach, but uh, this goes deeper than you or anybody who's new here, and, and it's just time for me to be gone. So everything I've, uh, everything I've heard from Watson's end of this throughout the process is the uh, relationship is not repairable, uh, and he wants to be out of there, and apparently he is sticking to that. All right, but in the meantime, though, all week long, I've had you, Jeremy Fowler, and Diana Rossini on different days on Get Up tell me that the Texans are not accepting phone right. calls right now. They are telling everyone they are dead set on not trading him. So what does that mean, and what, what is your best guess as to what is going to happen here? Well, it means one of two things. Either they're not planning to trade him, they don't want to trade him, and they think they can get the thing fixed, uh, which means we take them at their word, or it means... They, they're trying to get the most they possibly can for him when they decide to finally make the move. And the best way to maximize what you can get in a negotiation is to let the other side believe that you don't have to engage in the transaction. So uh, there's two months to go before the draft. That, that's an eternity, right? So if you're the Houston Texans and by mid-April, you are now convinced that he's telling the truth, he doesn't want to play for us. You don't have a first-round pick. You don't have a second-round pick. You're going to be without Deshaun Watson, who should fetch an incredible return uh, on the trade market. So maybe you make that move now and you start your rebuild process with this year's draft, where you'll certainly have at least one first-round pick as a result of trading Deshaun Watson. So that's one possibility. The other possibility is they stick to their guns. They go past the draft into the summer, maybe even into the fall, and dare him to sit out games, find out how serious he is. But then you're taking a risk that he is serious, and now you are left with nothing better than 2022 draft picks, and your rebuild is set back a year. So the next couple months will tell the tale. Yeah. I mean, and Dominique said it the other day with us when he said the best-case scenario there is that you get a disgruntled quarterback. Like, the, the, you force, sort of force his hand, and you force him to come and be someplace he doesn't want to be. That may not yeah. be a really good option either. So I, I believe ultimately they will figure out they have to trade him, and we'll see where he winds up. Meanwhile, Dan, what do you think of all this Russell Wilson stuff yesterday? While you were doing that, Shefty is reporting yeah, Russell amazing. Wilson, and the world goes crazy. What do you think of Russell Wilson? Isn't this the best offseason? Like, I mean, this is great. Every single quarterback is, is potentially on the move. This is as good as it gets for NFL hot stove. But uh, Russell Wilson, like uh, Adam's report, which is sourced from the agent, right? This isn't an anonymous. Like, this is, this is Russell Wilson being willing to be public about this. Says, I don't want to be traded, but if I did, here's a list of four teams I'd go to. 
My question, Greeny, is if you don't want to be traded, why does a list exist? Right. <laughs> like, how can you possibly? So the, the idea that he's imagining playing in four other places indicates that this is probably further along than we thought it was. I still don't think it's something that happens this offseason. But certainly, if things don't go well this season for the Seahawks, I think we could be talking about this in very strong terms this time next year. And given what's gone on already, I mean, I sat on your show and said, ah, there's no way the Rams can get rid of Jared Goff. It'll cost too much. But and there, there he goes. And Carson Wentz with the Eagles, same thing. So I'm past the point of ruling stuff out. And the fact that there's this much smoke around this situation makes it entirely possible something happens with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, even though I don't think that's the way things are leaning, right? Key difference here, right? Russell Wilson and the Seahawks still have a relationship. They're still talking to each other, whereas Deshaun Watson and the Texans really aren't, except for this one meeting with the new coach last week. So the Seahawks and Wilson, he's able to air his grievances to them, and they're able to say to him, yeah, teams are calling, but we're not talking to them and they're still communicating. So that's why I think at least this season is salvageable there in Seattle. Correct. They, 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 are, they are able to undertake the airing of grievances, which on this program always leads to this. The tradition of Festivus of begins with, with the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Now that you're going to hear about it. That was Russell Wilson uh, speaking directly to Pete Carroll the other day, by the way. You can use that if you want to, Graziano. Sounds good. Uh, Dan Graziano with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Dan, once again, congratulations on just owning Hembo. You've humiliated him uh, regularly on TV and now on the radio, and I, for one, think it is delightful. Do we lose Dan? I think we may have lost Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped the mic and left. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Do we have AJ ready to go? Because I wanted to make a quick stop in Houston. Let's do that. I have only one question. 97.5 ESPN in Houston, the co-host of the Blitz, the afternoon drive program down there for us is A.J. Hoffman, and he's close to the situation with Deshaun, and I just wanted to check in because I think it's important. All of us who are hoping to see Deshaun Watson traded to our teams <laughs> need to keep that, need to keep these guys close, and so I'm delighted that you could jump in here for a minute with me, A.J. What, what is going to happen here? You, you just heard Graziano, and this has been the reporting out there, that now he's met with the coach and said, I'm not coming back to play for you. So, AJ, what is going to happen? I think there's a handful of things that could happen. The first is Deshaun gets his way. I mean, he's he's named these three teams that he he wants to go to. I, I don't see much rhyme or reason to the three teams that he that he named. Uh, allegedly, his sources have named just because Deshaun doesn't talk himself. He just tweets random rap lyrics and and lets us decide what that means. But uh, but he's either going to get his way and go to one of those teams or the Texans are going to hold firm and say, you signed a contract to be here. We're not trading you. And you're, you can just sit out on the sideline and pay your fines until you decide to play. I think there's a, a third option that happens. And that's that Deshaun waves his no trade clause, which would make it easier for the Texans to trade him. Uh, it would give them instead of a pool of three, a pool of probably about 20 teams that might be interested in Deshaun. Uh, I think that's really the best-case scenario for the Texans is, is have more teams bidding for his services so they can maximize their return on him. But the Texans have a lot of leverage in this and it, because he's under, he hasn't even taken a snap on his new contract. So the Texans, have, they, they don't really want to trade him, but the worst thing that can happen is he sits out, and then what happens? The Texans go 4-12 and again? That's not a real threat to them at this point. So let me ask you this quickly while I have you. 
Because I, I'm sitting up here, you know, whatever it is, 1,500 miles away, trying to figure out what happened. Like, they have a new coach. They have a new general manager. He won't even talk to them. Why did it get this bad? He just signed a contract with the team six months ago. Why, how did it get this bad this quickly to where he won't even consider playing for them? It's kind of hard to say because a lot of the the things that are messy here were already in place when he signed this deal. Zach Easterby was already a major part of the organization. The Texans roster was already decimated because they'd already traded DeAndre Hopkins away for, for basically nothing. Uh, and, and he, knowing all those things, he signed that deal. The, the word is that he wanted to have an input on who the GM and who the new head coach would be. Uh, Cal McNair, the owner, apparently told him that he would have input. And Cal took his list of names and then went a different route. And I don't know if there was a miscommunication where he thought having input meant that he would get to choose the next head coach or GM, uh, but it didn't work out that way. And that around the time that they announced who the, the, that Nick Casario was going to be the GM was around the time where it really started to ramp up that Deshaun wanted out of here. It just feels like it has to be something more than that. Like just the idea that there was a miscommunication or even that he felt a little disrespected by the way that was handled. That that just goes from zero to 60 so fast. It, it continues to feel to me like there must be something that the world doesn't know about yet. And maybe someday we will. AJ, thanks a million for jumping in here. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Greeny. It's A.J. Hoffman, again, who hosts the Afternoon Blitz uh, on ESPN 97.5 there in Houston. And, you know, we've had him on. We had Sean Salisbury on. I can't get to the bottom of this. Like, it just let, – let me bring hashtag Bubba in very quickly if I can because, Bubba, you're a person who understands intricately the psychology of the human mind. Uh, and, 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 like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the, the idea that he did not get the say that he felt he was going to be afforded in the process of hiring the GM and the coach – I can understand being upset by that. I can understand being offended by it. I can understand being really mad and that there are fences that need to be mended. But that does not, to me, feel like enough for a guy who is the face of the franchise to just say, I'm never speaking to anyone here again and I won't even consider coming back to play. I feel like there has to be more to it. Hashtag Bubba, in your expertise, do you agree? I would agree. I would think there has to be more because I think if it's just I was not let in on the coaching decision or the GM and all that, that doesn't seem like it's enough. Okay, fair enough. Now I feel much better. I feel fully validated in my opinion because there is no one who understands this stuff better than Bubba does. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. We got KD and the Nets hosting Luca and the Mavs. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. And by the way, speaking of the NBA, mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long, long after, after its time. time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. That's right, Charles. Thank you very much for pointing that out. But in this case, I'm going to tell you where my genius came from. My genius came from my dad. He was the original sports genius. And in fact, I still hear his voice in my head on some of this stuff. And I can tell you, my father, from the moment of its inception, hated the three-point shot. He hated it immediately. And it is because he foresaw he had that rare genius mm-hmm to foresee what would happen, which is that the three-point shot has essentially ruined basketball, as we have always known it, 
And last night it was taken to its final and most ridiculous extreme. I, I, my father would have lost his mind if you had seen this. Now, I'm going to describe for you the situation that took place last night. You almost have to see it. We're on the radio here, you and I. So you almost have to see this. But I'm going to do my best to paint the picture for you. The Nuggets are playing the Wizards. The Nuggets are down by two. And they get a defensive rebound with six seconds left. Down two in regulation. And Jamal Murray, who gets the rebound, is racing up court with the ball. Six seconds left. And they have a four-on-one break. Four-on-one. He pulls up at the three-point line. And the other three Nuggets all race to the corners. They all race outside the three-point line. No one goes to the basket. Anyone standing under the basket would have an uncontested dunk or layup. A 99.999% shot from the floor. They all race to the three-point line. They wind up putting up a shot that doesn't even come close, and they lose. And it is just the perfect illustration of where we have gone wrong because here is what we sometimes lose track of analytics are extraordinarily valuable they are important and they are not to be ignored but they also cannot be the only consideration and here's what I mean by that during the course of a game and over the course of a season If you want to tell me that pulling up for three on a fast break in the long run will result in more points than having guys go to the basket and getting higher percentage looks at two, I'll buy that. It's probably right. But my kid played basketball for years. I cannot tell you how many practices I have sat and listened to when my son from the time he was eight until last year when they called off his basketball season because of the coronavirus – And how many times I heard the coaches yelling these two words, clock and score, clock and score, clock and score. Clock and score definitely are more important than analytics. Clock and score, you cannot add two and two and get five if you know what the clock and score are. So yes, if that happens in the middle of the third quarter and those guys all fly out to the wings and to the corners and they wind up getting a good look at three, Over the course of the long haul, that might wind up being the best thing to do. But if anyone, and I'm looking right at Hembo, who is my (laughs) vice president of analytics, if you try to tell me that was the right play in that moment, I'm going to, A, remove your hashtag. You're close to earning a hashtag on this show. Okay. Bubba has a hashtag. Nuno has a hashtag. I'm close to, I'm going to remove your hashtag. And further, I'm going to eject you from the room. Is, did they make the right play last night? No. Okay, thank They did not God. make the right play last night, but you are conflating a tad bit. Tell me how. So you, you hating analytics in this case is different than like, analytics don't work. Like, so right now, the offense in the NBA is thriving at a level at which it never has before, right. in large part because of the analytics. In right. fact, it's unwatchable, eight, but okay. Eight of the ten best offensive seasons in NBA history are, are happening, happening right now. Right now I'm aware of that. So part of that is that no one is playing defense because everyone is tired and the games are all kind of jammed together and all of that kind of stuff. But go on, I'm listening. All I'm saying is, like for example, with baseball, we pointed to Blake Snell being removed from the World Series game right. as like an indictment on analytics, right? Like you can't just pick certain things that don't work and then blanket analytics as the reason why. Correct. Yes, you can. Here's why you can. Mm. Because analytics have a place, an important place. But they are not the only consideration. So if 
in the decisive game of the World Series, your starting pitcher is dealing, and you look at the situation and say, if I make this move every single time it comes up for me during the course of a season, in the long run, mm. like, like analytics are like playing blackjack. If you go to Vegas or Atlantic City, or I guess now you can play blackjack anywhere, if you go play blackjack, you, there's a way you should play. My father taught me that, too. And if someone is playing wrong at the table, my father would get up and leave with great prejudice. He would, he would, <laughs> he would not hide. I'll tell you a great story about that in a minute. But my point is, that makes sense. Because over the course, if you play 100 hands, then you can come as close as possible to tilting the odds in your favor by playing right, by hitting on 16 against a face card and all the rest of that. But you will lose multiple times doing that, mm-hmm. and you go into it knowing it. So in no one situation, each one situation, there is room for taking into account in these circumstances, the analytics don't really apply. It doesn't matter if over the course of a hundred times, this would work more often than not. I'm dealing in this one moment, and in this one moment, there's a much better chance of my winning this game if I throw the ball to the guy underneath the basket for an uncontested layup <laughs> than if I throw it on the wing to an undrafted rookie who I've never seen in my life to put up a three that doesn't even touch the Recognizing rim. the exception is what you're saying. Yes, recognizing, recognizing that, that, that analytics are a super valuable tool, but they are not the be-all, end-all. And I suppose it should come as no surprise to anyone who watches our TV show that you're advocating a team Going for the tie. Yeah, well, no, no. <laughs> Going for the tie. First of all, the game doesn't end in a tie. You know that. See, that, you're risking your hashtag. Your, your status as having a hashtag on this show is at risk now with that little cheap shot. All right, the bottom line of it is this. That's just, th- th- that was just so insane. And it did bring to the fore this idea of three-point shots being the only thing that matter in basketball anymore. And there's another one that bothers me. Can mm. I give you another one that bothers me? Hit me. This whole, um, this whole idea of trying to get two shots instead of one. Oh, two for one. This whole idea of the two for one is so overstated. Like, the thinking on that clearly is, I'm going to hoist up the worst shot you have ever seen <laughs> with 29 seconds left in a quarter just so I get one more rushed possession at the end. That is clearly analytics-driven. Analytics is clearly saying two bad shots are better than one good one. That's right. I find that stupid. Why? There's no... Because it's just flat ridiculous. They always miss. They put up a (laughs) terrible shot. You're not taking into account that the other team might miss a shot and get an offensive rebound. You leave a lot... Get a bat, make a basket. Whatever happened to trying to get a good shot? We are now trying to get open threes, and we are going two for one in circumstances where it just requires throwing the ball in the vicinity of the basket and feeling like, okay, we did our job. I mean, two for one, all you have to do is, is get yourself to a point where you can take two shots with more than a one in four chance to make it for, for the payoff to work. Okay. Whereas, you know, if you, if you, let's say you take a 20-second possession, you give yourself a one in two chance of making a shot, a, a 50% chance. Okay. Can I tell you the truth? Do the math. I've stopped listening to you. You lost me in the middle of that. It's been a long week. I'm right, and that's all there is to it. (laughs) Right now, and and you know what? Graziano brought it up. We were planning to do it. Let's do it. Let's air some grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. No, 
You're going to hear about it. If you are a sports fan, then you are aggrieved just by definition. I know that, and so do you. And so it is your chance now to air those grievances at 888-729-3776. That spells 888-SAY-ESPN. We will air your grievances on the phones next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. All right, my name's Greeny, and the college basketball season is red hot right now. The Wendy's wooden watch is very much rolling along. You can go to ESPN.com, search Wooden Watch for the list of Wooden Award late season top 20 nominees to watch. Hunter Dickinson in number three, Michigan, knocked off Luca Garza in Iowa last night in a big way. Michigan 17-1 and one on the year. The John R. Wooden Award presented by Wendy. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now... You're going to hear about it. It's time for the airing of grievances here on ESPN Radio. If you're a sports fan, you are aggrieved, and this is your opportunity to air that grievance. Bubba, the phones are wide open. Who have we got up first? Yeah, we'll start with Alex. Alex, you're on ESPN Radio. Alex, air your grievance. Man, my grievance, Greeny, from down here in Texas, is basketball across the nation. Basketball. Pro basketball, college basketball is darn near, and I'm trying to say that to keep from cursing, darn near impossible to watch with everybody trying to hoist up threes. The situation last night only highlights what you talked about. I promise you, I was screaming at the screen like I was your dad last night when I saw that situation. That was terrible. My grievance is go back to making layups and open shots. Don't tell me uh, – the best player in the game is making the smart basketball move when we got guys shooting three-pointers when they should be going to the bucket. It's a great grievance. You're 100% right. My father always would say, and I can't, he had this deep voice. My father would say, Michael, the objective of the game is to get the best possible shot as close to the basket as possible. That Michael, that, Michael, was, he never called me Mike. And, and, and so there's only one solution to this problem because analytics tell you it's the right thing to do. I'm mm-hmm. not arguing that. You got to move the line out. You have to move out the line. You have to make it a more difficult shot. The shot is too easy. These guys are making that shot close to 40. You shoot 40% from three. They're never going to stop taking them. So they need to move the line out. That's the only answer to that problem. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we got Pierre. Pierre, air your grievance. 
Hey, what's up, Granny? First time caller. Thank um, you. I just wanted to say as well that I'm a graduate of Evanston Township High School. All right. Home of Northwestern College, I mean, so uh, I wanted to get on your good side with that. But nice. my grievance is with Ryan Pace. He should not be allowed to interview for another GM job anywhere in the NFL or any sport for that matter, simply because the Bears would be in an ideal situation. We wouldn't be dealing with Trubisky or Nick Foles or looking at Mariota and all these other pointless guys. We should be quarterbacking our team with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And Ryan Pace did that to us, man. So he should be gone. And message out there to every NFL team, you not let Ryan Pace be your team because he's going to set your franchise back a decade plus. Thanks for the call, man. All right, well, thank you for the call. The last part of that got a little garbled, but I think we got the general idea of it. I mean, fans are never going to forgive that, and that's just the way it is. I mean, everyone has bad picks on their resume, but when you have a miss of that magnitude, it's just the worst. It's the it's the perfect storm of terrible situations, and, and that's never coming off the resume. Now, if he can sort of, if he can trade three first round picks and get to Sean now, it looks almost worse because he could have just <laughs> taken him then. But at least you have a chance to save your job by winning some games. Bubba, we are uh, on ESPN Radio. We're airing grievances. Who's next? Yeah, next up we have uh, Bubba and Nuno in Control Room 2. <laughs> and our grievance is with you, Greeny. Because what, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Because last week, you know, we did the green list, top five people who need a change of scenery. Yeah. So we had a whole text chain going back and forth, ideas. What do you want? What are we doing? And a whole hour-long thing. Nuno throws out. Russell Wilson, what do you guys think? Crickets. No one even responds. Then we're trying to nail down the list. I, once again, I'm like, that's actually a good idea. I say, hey, Russell Wilson, you immediately shoot it down, (laughs) poo-poo it, say it's ridiculous, he does not need out, terrible idea, and here we are a week later, later, and looks like he needs out. You know what? Here's what I'll say. That is a reasonable grievance. I would have preferred it not being aired here. You could have said something to me off the air. Person <laughs> might have been an easier way to do that. Well, this is airing of grievances, is it not? I guess that's true. I, I, the tradition of Festivus does include the airing of grievances. Next up, Bubba, I think it's going to be time for the feats of strength. But one way or the other, okay, that is fair. You are right. I honestly didn't remember that, but I was just looking at the text chain, and I did. I did shoot down the idea that Russell Wilson belonged on a list of players who need a change of scenery, and I suppose for that I was not prescient. So that is well said. Bubba, do we have one more? We have time for one more. We can. We got Riley. All right, Riley, air your grievance, Riley. Hey, big fan, Greeny, big fan, man. Thank you. Donnie Donnie in the Carolinas, I'm calling from Charleston. My grievance is with our quarterback situation. We – Everybody who watches football know Teddy, to me, uh, the eyeball test, Teddy looked like a backup. And we gave him 60, I think it's like 60 million over three years. And we smack dab in the middle of his campaign. And and just now the organ, organization is seeing what all we fan, all us fans already knew. Teddy ain't the man down here. He never will be. So our, my grievance is our quarterback situation should have, we could have let Cam play that last year on 20 mil. And worst case scenario, We'd have been right back where we are right now instead of being on the hook with Teddy for $63 million. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run out of time in the hour here, so I'm going to cut you up. Thank you for the call. I need to look at exactly if how Teddy Bridgewater's contract is impacting them because all I hear, to be honest with you, Riley, is their name in the middle of everything. 
they're smack dab in the middle of the Deshaun Watson conversation. And I don't think finances, I've never heard anyone suggest that finances will be a problem one way or the other as far as getting him. And you also hear about them drafting a quarterback at number eight. They, they coached Mac Jones, the kid from Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. Rule did. Matt Rule was the coach there. And I hear a lot of connection there. So we will see. But I I understand the grievance. I appreciate the airing of it. But I think everything there is going to work out well with the quarterback situation soon. We've got Russell Wilson's private quarterback coach coming up. And and Hembo thinks I eat too much fruit. And I don't think that's a thing. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Greeny, the podcast.